man flying in a jetpack was spotted again in LA. Again? Yeah. I was like, when was the first time? But this, yeah. this happened on October 14th. So it's not very long ago. Okay. So an unidentified man was seen flying in a jetpack near the um, Los Angeles International Airport again. Is it Elon Musk? Was it Elon Musk? <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar and I'm here with my co-host Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Hey, it's started. Um, did you mind if I kick off? Kick it off. Okay. Kick it so off, Jaquetta. I am kicking off with some advice on advice. Oh, advice on yeah. advice is the segment wherein we find advice on the internet that stinks. It's unqualified. Yeah, and we give advice on that advice, hence advice on advice. So I'm taking it back to 20 years ago um, today, basically. It's a classic at the turn of the millennium, Dr. Tracy. Up, oh, classic Tracy. Dr. Tracy. All yeah. right, lay it on. So she she does, or he, I don't know. They do um, three pieces of advice per day or per week. the The titles were her fellas fantasy, married to a man, in love with a woman, and his past includes hookers. Okay, so <laughs> That's I'm going for the hose. It. Yeah, I'm going straight for the hose. Okay, with his past includes hookers. Hookers. Yes. Dear Dr. Tracy, I've been reading your love library articles and the library is huge, by the way, people, and the advice column every week. And I found that I've learned a lot from them. However, I have a question that seems not to have been touched upon in your articles, i.e. How should I see a guy who visits prostitutes? Oh, visits prostitutes. I love the language of it. Visits. Yeah. Like continually or. Well, we'll find out. Here's the story. I'm 33 and divorced a year ago. I separated from my ex-husband about two years ago. I met a guy, he's 36 years old, about three months ago, and we've been seeing each other and getting along well. We have a sort of agreement of having a monogamous dating shortly after we've met. We've been seeing each other every weekend, and we started spending more and more time together. We've introduced uh, to each other's friends, and we're planning to spend Christmas together with his family. None of us has said the magic word. It should say neither of us. Yes, please. <laughs> None of us has said the magic word. Ever. Rude bunch. Okay. Yeah, I would say the magic word is now. Okay. Um, however, both of us are seeking a long-term relationship, and we talked about issues such as children, future careers, buying a house, moving in together, etc. He seems to be a considerate, honest person. He seems to have a strong sex drive, and our sex has always been fine. But a couple of days ago, he revealed to me that during the period of not having any girlfriend, before they met, he went to prostitutes once in a while. So like once every two to three months for sex and perhaps also for intimacy. But he said he'd never cheated on a girl he'd been with. What concerns me now is the following. I had a very bad experience with another guy who cheated on me and hurt me deeply. I don't want to be cheated on again. On the other hand, my current boyfriend never had any long-term relationships. Um, You might say seeing prostitutes is history for him no big deal but history is an important source for me to know about yes he may change later if he does have a fulfilling relationship but if he does not have any moral restriction to buy service from prostitutes in the past does that mean he's more likely to do so 
than other men in the future if he feels he needs it. For example, when we are apart for a business reason. <laughs> this woman thinks that she's just out of town for a weekend. That, that he's going to be like, <laughs> I gotta go. Yeah. How should I interpret his history? Signed, confused, and concerned. Well, he already explained why he went. He was, and he I was honest about it. Most like, guys don't say that they've been the prostitutes, although someone's going. Yeah. So he's like, I I went because I didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. I, I needed, I wanted to have sex. And he says also um, he wanted some intimacy. Yeah. Um, I, I find this fascinating because if you ask women, does has your partner ever been with a prostitute? They all say no. Yeah. But somebody is, going is sleeping with these prostitutes. And they're they, very busy. I've known some some professionals and they're busy. Yeah. And they will tell you, yeah, it's everybody's going. Yeah, everybody's going. And yeah. this there are so many prostitutes. Yes. And they're all making a living. They're making a living. It's it's not I think if if there were, you know, it's not like there's a hundred prostitutes, now there's a hundred and one, and that last gal is like, I got no business. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's like they're all the market. Business. Yeah. The market is, is limitless. Yeah. Right. Um, so she's, the guy has told her that he, I don't know how it came up, but he's like, yeah, when, when I didn't have a girlfriend, I was with prostitutes, but when I have a girlfriend, I'm not. Yeah. Then that's, um, that's his thing then. And that's yeah. how he, how he does it. So what is she worried about if they're together? She's, she's worried that, um, it's important. It's an important source for me to know about his history. She's worried about being cheated on. But he already said he only does it when he doesn't have a girlfriend. So yeah, these together. two things kind of don't match up for me. Like yeah. so, just because a guy sleeps with prostitutes doesn't mean that he has issues with infidelity. Right. I think a lot of women think that men only go to prostitutes because they're not getting what they want from their partner, but they may not be getting anything at all. Right. And the few guys who I've talked to who have admitted, not that I like cornered them, but you know, who have said that they've used prostitutes before they were like, look, I just wanted to get laid. I didn't have time for a girlfriend or, you know, I was not interested in a relationship and I, I didn't want to, you know, go to a bar and pick up some woman. And, you know, so I went with a professional. Yeah. Or there are some people that have sexless marriages. Like sometimes yeah. wives are like, I'm not having sex with you. What do you, what do you do? I guess go to a prostitute. I, I, I'm sure there are some wives who are like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like enjoy. Yeah. You know, you know, have a little budget for that and just. Yeah. Get a good price. That's what I was thinking too. Like and, don't, don't blow the, the mortgage on it. Yeah. And uh, just come on back when you're done. That's all. Yeah. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter because, you know, if you're not, if you're not with your partner, what are you concerned about? Yeah. Um, so she said, how should I interpret his history? So she says, dear, confused and concerned. You've only known this man for three months. Oh, well, I blew right past that. Oh, I did too. <laughs> yeah. That's actually very important, right? They, she's newly divorced. Okay. A year, two years of separation, but the, this, you know, one year of divorce. And she's been with this guy for three months. He's never had any long-term relationships before. Yeah. I think it's too early. Like the, the, the being with hookers is you know, on the back burner. I think, yeah, after three months, you're ready to move in and buy a house. Yeah. That's, yeah, moving a little bit quickly. Yeah. Um, also, I, I got to give props to the guy, though, for only knowing this woman for a couple of months, but being honest. 
Yeah, because to get that three-month marker in there, you, you, you know, you really can't hide who you are anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. the first quarter yeah. <laughs> of the first year. Yeah. Yeah, like you're on your be- when you're in a new relationship, you're on your best behavior at first. And then maybe he was like warts and all that I've been with hoes. Yeah. That's me. That's how, that's how Gary do. That's Gary. <laughs> right. When, when Gary's not with a lady, <laughs> he's with prostitutes. He goes to P town. Yeah. That, in, this, <laughs> in this case, it's prostitute town. Not Yeah. <laughs> it could be P town. <laughs> it could be prostitutes in P town as well. Um, so she, first of all, correctly, Dr. Tracy chides this person for making plans only after three months. She says, way too soon. Slow down. Yeah. Give yourself a chance to get to know him before you start making plans. Yeah, she's just newly divorced. Oh, God. The Is fact that he... People hmm? that has to be in a relationship? Like I that. guess. Um, the fact that he went to prostitutes while he was without a girlfriend is not the end of the world as long as he doesn't continue to do it. What's past is past. The important thing is that he what he does in the present and future. I find it interesting that this woman doesn't have a problem with prostitution. She's really just concerned about the cheating. The cheating part, of, yeah. Um, and from I'm not saying that you know people don't go to prostitutes secretly, but that I think that cheating is probably more rampant than going with a prostitute. Yeah, everybody's cheating. Yeah, people. A lot of yeah, everyone's going to prostitutes. Everybody's cheating. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah, there are probably some people in the Venn diagram of cheaters to prostitute goers. Yeah, that are in the center. They do both. Yeah. Um. So if you and he break up, he'll probably go back to prostitutes again. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't mean he's more likely to cheat on you than any other man. You and he would have to discuss what's acceptable in your relationship and what's not. Uh, you have to stand up for yourself and tell him exactly what you will and will not put up with, including his visiting prostitutes while you're out of town. In the meantime, give this time to grow. The only real way to know how a man will behave is to give him a chance to show his true colors. Only time will tell. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, she also talks about how he's never been in a relationship for more than three months. Uh, and he's 36. So, and he's 36. So he may be looking at this woman of like, wow, we've made it to three months. Like maybe this is it. I got to tell her about the prostitutes. Yeah, better tell her now. Yeah, that Ga- that Gary loved a hose. Yeah, <laughs> like I love it. You know, <laughs> um, it says, "Who knows? He may turn out to be absolutely faithful." And looking back on his time visiting prostitutes, I just have this idea of someone that can I drop in for a little bit for a chat? He's visiting prostitutes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I can see that. Like, I have the vision of like him going and sitting in the parlor and mm-hmm. having tea and cookies. Yeah. To visit these prostitutes. Yeah. Um, and he will look back on his time visiting prostitutes as a desperate and lonely time. Yeah, this guy definitely, I mean, if he was only, says he only went once or twice in three months to see the prostitutes, it's not an addiction. It's, I think he just really needed some intimacy. Yeah. And, and who can blame him? You know? Yeah. I mean, as long as everything was consensual, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised. I'm really, really surprised that he told her though yeah because i've never had i've never dated anyone who's told me they've been with prostitutes but i've dated more than three or four people so i think one of them one of them has passed (laughs) yeah what is the statistic like how how many out of is it one in five one in ten one in three guys go to prostitutes what is it it's got to be quite a lot um otherwise the business wouldn't be booming the way it is yeah 
it's I wonder if so this is 20 years ago. I wonder if in the future we could get a story or a question like this where the confused and concerned is a man right. asking about his his female partner yeah. having visited the houses of male ill repute. Yes, the 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 dens of the den of gigolos. Yes, the den of gigolos, which I don't know if that exists. I know, but I just made it up, so now it's going to be a thing. I like it. The gigolo den. Is it, that's next to the, um, what was the peacock one? Now I already forgot. Uh, um, a, a, a gigolo den. I like it. So, yeah, she, and then at the end, Dr. Tracy says, and this is always my favorite, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Peace out. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Concerned and confused. Not bad. Uh, Dr. Tracy is pretty, pretty liberal. Yeah, especially at that time. Yeah, she seems to have, or he or they, I don't know what the situation is, if it's several people, one person. But um, Dr. Tracy seems to be really about if something has happened in the past and the person's being upfront about it, it's, let's just leave it in the past and let's wait to see what happens. Yeah, just let it go. You can't sit there and you can't feel guilty about it. You can't, you know, beat a dead horse. And also constantly punish people for things. These people are in their thirties. So there's a lot of, you know, when you, when you start dating, when you're a little bit older, there's a lot of history. Yeah. So are you really going to go over all the things that you used to do? Yeah. We don't know that she wasn't given HJs behind Amico. Right. At a certain point in her life, but you know, it's in the past. It's in the past. And And that Amico. (laughs) That same Amico. That Amico is, is long gone now. Yeah. I don't know why. Do they still exist? I always go to Amico when I'm giving out an HJ joke for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's like SO. Like... Oh, God. <laughs> All right, what do you have? All right, I have... Um, so we're in the pandemic and people are working from home. Yep. Are you struggling to work um, productively from home? Um, are you asking me or is that the title? It's the title. And it says, okay. But you can answer too. Um, no, because I, I was already kind of working from home and I already had my home office set up. Okay. So I think that for me made it a really easy transition. Okay. But they say, if you are struggling, let strangers watch you. I I say, what exactly? I say the same thing. Um, so let's see. Um, This is going to be in a Dr. Tracy, like in about a year. Uh, yeah. So what people are doing now, um, they're joining these different work gyms. They're called work gyms now. Uh, one okay. is called Ultra Working, where online people from all over the world gather on a group Zoom call, leaving their cameras on, and they work side by side in 30-minute cycles. Did you say Ultra Working? Yeah, is the name of the company. So I feel like this is a misuse of the, of the yeah. prefix Ultra. And yeah. I don't like it. So each cycle is led by a moderator who notifies the user when the time is up and chairs a 10 minute break during which people can interact. So Do they like dance or something? Like what's the break? The break is, I guess you can, you can talk or get up and walk around and stuff. But the thing is that you are now accountable to work for in these 30 minute clips and the, like, and everybody's watching each other. So, Were they already accountable though? Yeah, but it's really easy. If nobody's looking at you, um, it, it's really easy to get up and go do something else, you know, wow. do the so this is This is like the other side of the, like we, I always talk about the master mentality. This is like the slave mentality. Yeah. 
Like if, if nobody's watching me, I'm just going to, you know, fiddle yeah. on these banjos. I won't pick any cotton. Right. <laughs> like, right, right. So for $49 a month, you can have unlimited work cycles available 24 hours a day. So if you feel like you can't sit, get your work done every day because you're not being watched, mm-hmm. you can have people watch you and you, have to, you can be accountable. Who's doing the watching? Well, each each other. You have aren't like, they supposed to be working? Yeah. Well, you have twenty five people, mm-hmm. and you keep can, you can keep glancing at your screen, and everybody's sitting there working. Nobody has left. So it's like you could get like thirty minutes of work done without being tempted to you know run out the door screaming. I guess. What <laughs> I if you know. look up and twenty four people are looking at you? I know. It's like, well, some people need that. Like if when you're in an they're office. They're paying they're paying a hundred dollars a month to watch somebody work. Yeah. <laughs> you're paying fifty dollars to be watched. Yeah. So um you know. Fifty bucks to have someone watch me work to I'm paying fifty dollars to have someone watch me through my computer. Yeah. So then the think about this this scenario. There is a woman, she's like, I'm a mom, there's no daycare, no school, nothing to take your kids to, um, or somebody that can take care of them for you. Mm-hmm. So she's all day taking care of her kids. And now she has to work at night from 8 PM till 2 AM and be watched. Yeah. But she needs it, but she needs like how exhausted must she be that she wants to just curl up on the couch and fall asleep. But now yeah, I don't she, want to watch her. I don't want to look at her. And now, but she, <laughs> she's not going to be doing shit. What am I paying a hundred dollars for? She to is, look at some woman fall asleep. <laughs> At a computer. She doesn't want to fall asleep. And that's why she's paying people to, she's paying. Can I shock her and wake her up? Be, yeah, well, I don't know. (laughs) For 150 bucks, you can interact with the people. She says for, with the cycle, she stays motivated and is able to work longer. Having the company helps her keep, keep her awake and offering conversation during the breaks while others have been able to to see her. um, And it stops her from procrastinating or taking a nap. So she does get her work done. This is what she says. She's saying that she's working a night shift. Uh, no, she, well, yeah, she's working a night yeah. shift from 8 p.m. till 2 a.m. because she has to take care of her child all day. And so she's on there with 24 other people. And you can chit chat and interact with the other people during the session or only during the break? During the break. That's why, what those cycles are for. You have a 30 minute cycle of complete work okay. where everybody is dedicated to getting their work done. And then you take a break and you can chit chat with people for 10 minutes yeah. and then back to work. Right. So what do they cut the mics or something at 10 minutes? I don't know how that works. Um, but there's another one called cave day, which is for Are you kidding me. There's more than one. Of course. Yeah. There's more than one of these of virtual co-working spaces. So for $40 a month, you can have work sprints of up to 52 minutes with guided breaks in between involving stretching, breathing exercises, and inspirational chats. No. Pass. Inspirational chats? So now I have somebody riding me like a horse for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then pepping me up for 10 minutes. Yeah, so these companies existed before the pandemic, but the lockdowns have spurred their popularity as more people work remotely. I'd never heard of this before, had you? I heard people talk about work sprints, and I was like, I don't even know what that is. And I know that other writers and different like writers groups, they were saying they mm-hmm. do work sprints and it helps. And I was just like, I don't even, 
Okay. Yeah, I'm quite fine working by myself. I have the um, intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. but the extrinsic motivation of trying to get some money. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't have, I guess I don't have a problem working. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that a lot of younger people, they have that mentality of like. Well, they need to get out of it because people are starting to capitalize on their inability to work. Like they're being charged for their inability to pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> The focus, really? Yeah. Like, it's bad enough that you, you know, everybody has ADHD. I'm like, no, we just, the work is dumb and we don't care. But you, you have to find ways to, to make your, you know, to focus yourself. That doesn't involve paying some tech bro 40 bucks a month. Yeah. So some people, like they say, anything you, you can do with focus, you can do in the cave. Huh? That's cave day. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah, so the things that people are doing during sessions, not only are they working, but they're doing pottery. Someone's roasting a chicken. So if you want to like get something else done, you can, and you just want <laughs> company. You just did you? They're. I mean, what yeah. a strange. It's like one person's working on the, the presentation that's due for Mark on Monday. Somebody else is roasting a turkey. Yeah, and a third person is throwing a pot on a wheel. Yeah. And it's because they want to get that, they have to get that done and they want company and they want to be accountable and they don't want to be like, you know, off doing something else. Yeah. There's something very, I'm not sure. I am not a social scientist of any kind, but there's something that seems off for me about this. Like, I think maybe people are being trained in a way that they can't work alone independently. Yeah. And they, you know, they can't motivate themselves to get things done yeah and so they need people looking at them to do it so in a lot of dystopian novels that's the future and it's not a choice these people can't wait to have big brother in every aspect of their lives that to me means it will be impossible for the rest of us to keep it out because these people can be like no i want someone to watch me pee like you know (laughs) like You know, like I, I need somebody to, you know, when I'm picking out my clothes in the morning to be there. Yeah. Grow up. <laughs> yeah. Because they're saying, they're, they're saying, oh, when you're aware other people are watching you, you're less likely to turn on the television, have a nap or play with your dogs. No. Like you should schedule those breaks yourself. You should yeah. play with your dog and you should have closing your eyes for 10 minutes is, is fine. But uh, so... There's a, it's a complete inability to act alone. Yeah. Wow. I think that's kind of scary. Someone says they compare it to um, going to the gym. You say you're going to go to the gym, but then you don't. But if you have a gym buddy or a personal trainer, you're not going to blow them off. That's different. That's, that's different. me. That's you and I saying, hey, we're going to do yoga every day for 30 days. Let's, let's meet up and do it together. Yeah. Keep each other accountable. It's not... Um, I'm going to do yoga and I need 24 people to watch me on a downward dog Yeah, <laughs> or else I won't to make sure it. I just don't go into Savasana or child's pose Yeah, right. <laughs> for the whole time. Yeah. That's weird. Especially when those people don't have any, they can't make you do anything. Yeah. They're not your boss. Well, you don't know if it's not your boss though. Here's where it gets weird, right? Okay. Who are those 24 people? Oh God, I hope that like offices don't do this where like everybody has to be on video all the time with each other. Well, they don't have to now. All they have to do is promote this work cave business and monitor it. All right. 
Oh God, you yeah. can log on. Where, where are you on this cave day? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when, so they're paying, what would you say, $40 or $50? Yeah, something like that. And I was just pretending in the scenario that I'm paying $100 to watch them, but that could, that could be a thing, right? You're, they're paying so little money. It's just like, you know, if you're not sure what the product is, it's maybe it's you kind of thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Get, yeah, because like you can be paying Jaquetta like 100 bucks to be the moderator. And you yeah. can watch everybody and then you can do, lead them in eight minutes of stretches and some inspirational talk. Or maybe there's some people out there who are like, you know, their thing is they want to see a black woman in her 40s working at home. Now they can. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy is fulfilled. Yeah. Is this the office you've always wanted to work in? We deliver it to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if I logged on, I'm like, wait, everybody on here is a is like a medium skin sister with like a natural what's happening. Yeah. Right. And so they put you all in. Yes, everybody like a casting in call. Right. And so on yours, everyone's blonde. Right. And then the guys, oh. the guys that have the kink that want to watch this yes. are being sold. Yep. You know? So you, you go on, you're like, wow, everyone on this channel seems to be making shoes. Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> you know? They're out there trying them on. What's happening? So what kind of workplace only, is this? Not only are you paying the forty dollars, mm-hmm. then these people are paying their ever whatever they're paying, like a hundred bucks. To yeah, because to I, I can't believe that there's that the twenty five of us on the call are the only people or on the video, um, are the only people watching. Yeah. Like someone's got to come in there and like monitor the situation. Someone's got to turn it on. Yeah, you know, that's someone has have, to have access to the cameras and the and the microphones. Yeah, that's the moderator who does that. Wow, and that's a gig. Yeah, or we don't know if it's a paid gig if they're paying for right. the gig, or if somebody is watching them watch everybody else. I mean, look for fifty bucks an hour. If somebody wants to watch me write write copy, yeah, come on. Well, like <laughs> I'll take your money. Right, <laughs> I'm not doing it for free. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. Weird. You always find this stuff that I'm like, slightly freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, it is. It's like, but I'm like, this is so foreign to me because like I sit there and work. I don't know. Me too. And that's, you know, I, that's the way that I was socialized, I guess, is that I don't need a constant supervision. Yeah. Or even it's not, is it supervision? I don't need um, someone watching me to yeah, do my work. In fact, I hate it. Yeah. Right? Like, I only feel like I should be in an office if I'm doing something with the other people there. Right. Or if I need to use the equipment or, you know. But otherwise, please leave me alone. Yeah, that kind of visibility is not necessary for you to do your work. Some like, how, how much, like, how long could you watch me type? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Before it becomes, you know, just not very interesting. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. But if, for, if you have to be watched in order to get your work done, then that says something. Yeah. It really does. Because like. And if you're willing to pay, that says something else. Strange. It's um like this kind of, like, I, I'm not a conspiracy theory person at all, but sometimes creepy things just develop you know, on their own. I'm not saying there's anyone, you know, big brother behind this, but this is, if this something like this catches on, like I said, if the majority of people prefer to be watched when they're working at home, it will be difficult for those of us who don't 
to make the case that we don't want to be watched. Right. While we work at home. It's like, well, you know, Fran's being watched. What's the problem? Fran likes it. Fran's getting her stuff done. Well, yeah. I got my stuff done too. Yeah, but we can't see you while you're doing it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Why don't you like to be watched? Will be the next question. We're only hiring people who like to be watched while they work. Yeah, right. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That'll be the, yeah, the interview question. Do, well, that's open, you know, that was the open office, right? Right. You the can open, see everybody. The open floor plan. Yes. You can mm-hmm. And that. the, if you look at older uh, corporate offices, there's sometimes there's like a, a master office that's a little bit higher up. And they can, and they can look out on everybody. Yeah. And, and they're just, it's, it's one thing when you have a factory, right? Cause maybe you're looking at the equipment and seeing how people, but if you're looking out onto a sea of people typing, what are you really doing? Yeah. Like how, how is that, how is that helping those people? So I guess we're going, we're going back to that, but digitally, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Cause it, yeah, that's right. If you have like, if you're able to walk around and just like pop over someone's shoulder and see their computer. Yep. I mean, the, you know, I was hoping that we're moving towards a world where people work are working very little, right? That was supposed to be the promise of the future with all this technology is that we'd be working very, very little. Mm-hmm. Machines would be doing a lot. We'd be working, you know, one or two days a week. Right. But that's not happening. Hmm. Well, I've got some uh, <clears throat> big footage. Big some footage. Bigfoot, <laughs> Bigfoot news. Uh, quite, you know, I... We do a segment called Tales from Der Campfire where we talk about fake lore, folklore, scary stories, urban legends, and we retell them here around the digital campfire. But I like to to bring in Bigfoot um, and also extraterrestrial news in here so those constituencies don't feel ignored. That's right. So are you including this in Tales from the Campfire? Yeah, I'm including this in Tales. All right. Well, gather around, listeners. Yeah, gather around. So... There's a gentleman called Tom Biscardi, who I think we may have talked about before. He's a cryptozoology enthusiast, a Las Vegas promoter, a radio host, and a film producer. But he's also known as a Bigfoot hoax person. He's a perpetrator of the hoaxes? Yeah. He calls himself a, a real Bigfoot hunter. But he's been associated with several hoaxes. A hoax in 2005 where he said he knew the location of a captured Bigfoot specimen and that if you paid him $14, he would reveal it to you through a webcam service. Unfortunately, on the day that that was supposed to happen, he claimed he had been hoodwinked by a woman in Stagecoach, Nevada, and that the specimen didn't exist. Oh, he had been hoodwinked. Oh, <laughs> he had been of hoodwinked that, by a woman. That's oh, those women mm-hmm. constantly in Nevada. Constantly hoodwinking. So he had the whole yep. thing set up with this woman, never verified that there was a Bigfoot. Yep. And then the other hoax I think we've reported on before, uh, there were two gentlemen who claimed that they discovered the carcass of a Bigfoot. And there were press conferences. They said they had this corpse. They were going to give DNA evidence. And when it came out, it was just a rubber costume. And once again, this Tom Biscardi guy was kind of boosting it. And he claimed he was... Um, he was defrauded. So it was a re- <laughs> <laughs> so so I sense a pattern with him that he yeah. gets in on it and then when it's exposed, he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. So I decided to do a little uh research into this guy, inspired by an article that says that Bigfoot 
uh, and the change coming to East Glacier. So East Glacier, sorry, Glacier National Park um, is supposedly an area that is also a byway for Bigfoot, North American Bigfoot, that are migrating from Canada to the South, as they do. Because they have the migration patterns down. (laughs) Yes. And because of that, um, this area, they have decided that the best thing to do would be to partner with Bigfoot hunter Tom Biscardi (laughs) to open up the world's largest Bigfoot museum, which will be housed in the second floor of a tall motel that they were going to build at the foot of the um, hills in the Glacier National Park. So this town that is there, it's like the gateway to a national park. So there's nothing there except for a few places to stay if you want to go to the national park. But they're like rundown old motels. The entire area is seems to be owned by a couple um, who run the motels. And then over the years, this Tom Biscardi guy has been buying up properties. Uh, and wanting to turn the place into kind of like a Bigfoot. Um, uh, like a tourist trap. A tourist trap, yeah. So his idea was to put in a Bigfoot museum and have a place to host live entertainment. Um, Among the entertainment pieces that he's going to put on, this guy, apparently Tom Biscardi, runs a show that is uh, an Elvis Presley show and a Michael Jackson show. Oh, And he figures since Bigfoot is just like that, he would have no problem putting on some kind of a Bigfoot show. There's going to be a Bigfoot theme in the motels and the hotel room. What do you do for like the (laughs) the, floor show with Bigfoot? Bigfoot? I don't know. Does he sing? Does he dance? I don't know. Do you reenact like the hunting of a Bigfoot? I I have no idea. Mm. Um, It's so the articles that I found were from a couple years ago. Um, And the museum never materialized. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, it never happened. Because um, I want my Bigfoot tchotchkes. Yeah, it was supposed to be a $25 million development. The, like I said, there was going to be a, a bar, a lounge, and then some kind of a skywalk that would take you from the Bigfoot hotel to, I don't know, something else in the town. A skywalk. Um, well, you got to be up high because all the Bigfoot yes. all underneath you are walking. <laughs> Uh, they're also supposedly, um, it was going to happen on the 50th anniversary of Biscardi seeing his first Bigfoot, which was the same year that that film came out that we all saw as kids. The kind of really shaky Bigfoot walking through the... That's with that, that vintage forest. that vintage footage. Yeah. Yeah. The classic footage, the big footage. Um, his business is called Bigfoot Pro- Projects Investment, and that was supposed to be the owner of the hotel. The museum was supposed to have featured hundreds of footprint casts, museum quality photographs. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Hair samples. Oh. And a variety of other artifacts. And because he owns the two Las Vegas shows, after you're done with the Bigfoot Museum, you can retire with an Elvis Presley show or a Michael Jackson show. Well, that's a nice way to end your Bigfoot evening. (laughs) Yes, it's on theme, don't you think? But with the hair, going back to the hair, can you buy samples of the Bigfoot hair? These are samples that he's collected in the wild or has gotten from other um, Bigfoot researchers have they tested these samples no i mean against what against (laughs) like 
ultimately we should not be it's it's kind of like we don't have the dna of bigfoot so if we get some we won't we don't have anything to test it we don't even know what to do with it if we got we, it we don't even know what to do with it um but the can they test con- it against like other animals with hair and be like is this yeah they often test what are supposed to be samples of bigfoot hair and they find out that it's like a deer yeah uh, so, but this guy is controversial within the Bigfoot community. Like he's, I'm sure the people at BFRO don't like him, uh, the BRC and BCR, other Bigfoot organizations, because this guy has put a price on Bigfoot's head of a million dollars. Oh my God. He will give anyone a million dollars if they bring him a dead foot. <laughs> but it doesn't even have a million dollars or is that going to be one of the yes. things where he says, wait a minute. I think this guy made all his money on on Elvis Presley and the Michael Jackson show. He seems to be some kind of uh, real estate type person. Okay, so he does so have money. He has some money, but he also is a bit of a charlatan because it seems like the things that he says are going to happen don't always happen. Right, okay. Um, well, yeah. I, I think that we have to call in beef row. Yes, and see what they have to say about uh, get it. Some checks and balances there going on. Yeah. Um, the other Bigfoot news I have is, this is recent, just happened on October 21st. Ooh, very uh, recent. Yes. There was a proclamation in Nebraska that the day was proclaimed as Bigfoot Crossroads of Nebraska Day. They are opening up a Bigfoot museum um, in 2020. Oh. And they have two people who are involved. Harriet McFeely, who owns the museum. She's called the Nebraska Bigfoot Lady. And her partner, Kenny Collins, who's named the Nebraska Bigfoot Guy. Um, Nebraska <laughs> Bigfoot researchers have the only incident of a American flag being uh, ripped to shreds and then braided by a Bigfoot. Wow. Wait a minute. First of all, this couple, they were, must have felt so lucky when they found each other. Both being yes. the, the Bigfoot girl, the Bigfoot guy. Yes. Um, Bigfoot lady. Bigfoot lady. The Bigfoot and Bigfoot guy. guy. Um, yeah. And so the, you're telling us that a flag, uh, the American yes. flag, was shredded yet and then berated. And they think that this is something that Bigfoot does in Nebraska. In general, like finds flags to rip and braid. <laughs> On this occasion, yes. And they're I read several articles. They're pretty sure that this is the work of Bigfoot. So hmm. Bigfoot has moved into a, like he's weaving now. He's he's working with crafts now. Well, that's that says a lot about the Bigfoot. What we know about Bigfoot now. Yes, I, Bigfoot is more like a homemaker, right? <laughs> it's a little crafty. Yes. It's like, but it also takes issue with the flag. Like he, you know, he just need to fix it. Yeah. So I'm wondering how the people who are um, heavily into the flag, how do how they, they feel, feel about that? It? Are they? They're like, this is this is America. This is our country. No Bigfoot should be allowed to. Well, they were the upset. They were upset by the shredding, but they seem to have been pacified by the braiding. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this Bigfoot, um, Bigfoot Crossroads of Nebraska, sorry, Bigfoot Crossroads of America Museum and Research Center is already featured in one of the top three tourist attractions in Nebraska. What is in Nebraska? Come on. 
I've been through Nebraska. I know there's more than that there. That cannot be one of the top three things. There's got to be it's, just a rando person more interesting there than this museum. No, no. I think I think that this museum is probably one of the top. <laughs> it said the town of Hastings hosts the annual International Bigfoot Conference, which is the only Bigfoot conference in the state of Nebraska. So I did a little research on that. There are tons of Bigfoot conferences. In Nebraska? It's amazing to know, period. It's amazing to me that Nebraska only has one. I just, Everyone is fighting for the Bigfoot dollar. You know, I just, I, I'm thinking about all the joy that Bigfoot has given to so many people who are going out on camping and, and yeah. searching. And all the whitewater rafting and the cutoff shorts. Yeah. <laughs> all the beer cars. Open top Jeeps. <laughs> you know, oh. mustaches and things. Right. Yeah. Well, the big so, walk around the open fire. This, I think Nebraska's hurting. Um, first of all, they only have one Bigfoot conference, which is not very many, and they've only managed to attract people from nine states and three foreign countries. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and two of those countries are probably Canada and Mexico. Yeah, probably. And then someone who was just lost. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about there's they have dude ranches, you know, out west, and people come from all over the world to go to the dude ranches. Yeah, and in Nebraska though, that's like a Colorado thing, right? Yeah, but and play cowboy. But do you think eventually, with with um, the popularity of Bigfoot, that it will be um, an international draw? Um, no, because I I think this particular Bigfoot museum is so late to the party. I mean, we've got there's a couple dozen Bigfoot museums in the United States. Um, and I don't, based on what I see coming out of Hastings, I don't think that's going to be the big draw. Like they're, they're behind, they're, they're way behind on this one. Like if you want to have a Bigfoot museum, you should have started in the eighties. You should have, you should have started in the seventies. I'm sorry. Yeah. You should have started in the seventies. Yeah. When the movie Sasquatch was first released. Yeah. Which is available. I, I watched it recently. Oh. Not very good. No. I was terrified as a child. It's not very good now. Um, not at all. So yeah, there's some Bigfoot news. Uh, I'm sorry to report that this Bigfoot hotel um, with the bar and floor show did not come to fruition. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that too. That because floor show I'd like to see. That's what I'm saying. Like if they were able to get that together, then, you know, maybe I would consider visiting them. So the Bigfoot Museum that never was is in Montana, but Nebraska is going forward with those. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Bizarre. There's always some news about Bigfoot. I didn't, there was so much when I Googled Bigfoot, I can't tell you. People are seeing Bigfoot all the time now, especially during the pandemic. There are fewer people out and about. So apparently more big feet. More big feet. Yeah. More room for Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and Bigfoot's never, it was an it's never going to go away. It's as big yeah. as apple pie. Yeah. And it's just getting bigger. Um, I also think there might, maybe there's like a cottage industry of people being like, yeah, I can open up a Bigfoot museum for you. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Every state. I'm going to put this town on the map. Yeah. Every state should have um, a Bigfoot museum. Yeah. Well, if you, there's a, actually a list online of Bigfoot museums and it's very interesting to see what states have them and what states do not. Yeah. <laughs> 
it tells you a lot about what's going on okay. in terms of tourism, right, in America. All right, what do you have? Well, listen to this. <laughs> I can't wait. That lead in. Yeah. You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Santmari and Katie Casimir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. So a man flying in a jetpack was spotted again in LA. Again? Yeah. I was like, when was the first time? But this, yeah. this happened on October 14th. So it's not very long ago. Okay. So an unidentified man was seen flying in a jetpack near the um, Los Angeles International Airport again. Is it uh, Elon Musk? Was it Elon Musk? <laughs> I feel like he got into trouble and he was like, I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here fast. Yeah, why are you, over the airport? And but because he was at the airport and he needed to get home. Okay, that's what. I'm, the man was spotted by a flight crew around one forty-five p.m. Uh, in the middle of the day at the airport, it's like no one's going to see him. Yeah, a China Airlines crew reported seeing what happened to be some what appeared to be someone in a jetpack at an approximate altitude of six thousand feet. About seven miles northwest of it, of the airport. Um, they, they were hesitant about telling people because that's like in a horror movie where you're like, I just saw something and everyone's like, dude. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who's going to be the first? You have to sit. You have to go to the whole crew. Does everybody see that? And you all yeah. have to say it at the same time. Yes or no. Yeah. Um, so they alerted local law enforcement agencies. And they what did he toss like an empty can out or something? <laughs> like, oh, I'm done drinking. That kind of thing. So similar sightings were were, um, seen in the LAX area in September. Same dude. Yeah. So, um, so another, another crew in an airplane um, reported that he was like about 30 yards away from the aircraft. And then another 10 minutes later, another plane spotted the man. Okay. I don't understand. I thought that after, after September 11th, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like you couldn't just take to the skies yeah. around an airport. Yeah, but it, I guess it's kind of hard to catch somebody in a jetpack. Is it? You just wait for them to come down. Yeah, but I mean, if they go up really high, 6,000 feet is high. Wow. You know, they go, so the FBI is in contact with the FFA and they're invo- and they, they both look stupid. Yeah, they're investigating multiple reports of what, according to witnesses, was an individual in a jet pl- in a jetpack. Well, if, unless they, the FBI and the FAA have a jetpack, I guess good luck catching this dude. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just going to take off. What are they going to do? Shoot him down? Yeah, exactly. They can't shoot him down. They can't no. like chase him in a plane. You can't he- shoot him because you don't know what that jetpack is being fueled with. Yeah, it, they, I mean, it could be explosive. Also, you don't want to, the guy is endangering himself right now. Yeah. And not anyone else. So I don't know if it's a good idea just to swat him out of the sky. Right. And so, like, he could go in any direction. He could go diagonal. He could go up or down or sideways. Yeah. So you can, it's hard to catch somebody in a jetpack. So that means that jetpacks exist. Yeah. And they really work is what that means. Yeah. But are we- And I, I guarantee you there's more than one. And if this guy is out there, like, testing the waters in the air. <laughs> but why is he doing it around the uh, around planes? Is he like, you know, I'm going to do this right. Do this safely. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, maybe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this at an airport. 
well, maybe he's like, yeah, I want to be around, you know, people of my ilk, flyers. Uh, other pilots. I'm just yeah. a pilot. What's yeah. the big deal? So where do I go? An airport. I'm a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. What's the problem? Yeah. Where should I be? Well, also, what if something goes wrong with the jetpack and he has to like land somewhere? At least he'll be around people like and not out in the desert. I guess so. By himself. <laughs> yes. Just just there with no fuel. Yeah, and then maybe like he doesn't want to fly in areas where people do have guns and would shoot him. True. Yeah, they're you know what, they're not gonna shoot around an airport, right. I'm guessing. Right. That's so strange. <laughs> so that's- and so who alerted the FBI? The the pilot? Well, yeah, the, the whole of the China Airlines crew. The whole crew was like, there's a guy in a jetpack. <laughs> I wonder if any other crews, like, you know, if like Qatar Air was like, nah, we're not even going to talk about this. They're just like, yeah, probably they're like, I'm, you know, let's just get out of America. This is ridiculous. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Like, I've had enough. Right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> They've lost control. You know, that's it. Yeah, they must fascinating. like sigh when they come to America now. Yeah, yeah. like, uh, uh, and now this jetpack business. Yeah, but why now during the pandemic? I don't know. I mean, it's maybe it's like with the drag racers now. We have a lot of drag racing up here, and I could, we, they couldn't figure out how it was happening. I don't know if you've had that, that this no. is happening in New Jersey. So it's, it's never as simple as it seems, right? And I'm sure the jetpack thing isn't that simple either. So the drag racing up here happens because people rent cars, fancy cars, and then they go on the internet and they put up ads for, hey, do you want to use this car for a couple hours to drag race, basically? And because now you don't have to have physical keys for anything, mm-hmm. they can rent the car, they can park the car somewhere, like my neighborhood. Actually, I saw one on the street today with no tags, brand new really nice, very fast car with no tags and a ticket on it. Wow. Um, people come up, just open up the car, get in, drag race it. And then if there's an accident, they ditch it. Um, if the police catch up with them, they just jump out of it and run. They don't care about the car. Or they just park it again and, and go home. Wow. And then if something, you know, if it's a rental, which they, they say they are, then it just goes back to the rental company. The rental company doesn't care. Yeah. What happened to that Acura? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. No, the problem that we had were um, fireworks. Yeah, we had the fireworks too. And, you know, there were some conspiracy theories that developed around the fireworks. Oh, yeah. And I, I, um, that they're trying to get, they're covering up noises of of gunshots or they're trying to get people used to loud noises uh, or they're trying to distract people. I'm like, no. We didn't have the normal celebrations that we usually have. And so the people who sell fireworks were like, does anybody want these fireworks? Because yeah. pretty soon no one's going to. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's it's pretty obvious to me. If you if you have a product that you can't sell legitimately, it eventually gets to the streets. Right. And the people who are selling the original sellers of the fireworks, that may not have been their intention. You know, they may have sold a big batch of fireworks to someone and been like, whatever. Yeah, it was like during the pandemic in the middle of the summer and people are like yeah. dirt crazy and they want to get out and do something. Yep. And they go and they they light them off by the river, but it wakes everybody up. It, so my attitude to that was the government should have bought up all these fireworks and just had a big ass display Yeah. one night and shot them all off. Yeah. Oh, but you, you know what New York did. They said uh, during the week of the 4th of July, 
we're going to shoot off fireworks, but we're not going to tell you where or what time it's just going to happen. Yeah. And I didn't know who was doing what, because we had already so many fire, like some of the fireworks displays here that were, you know, illegal fireworks displays were better than that. Yeah. Like, frankly. But then there were some people who were shooting them out of their apartment windows, which is... Yeah, which is the dumbest thing you can do. Oh, so dangerous. I don't know if you've ever played with fireworks. I have when I've been in other countries. And it never fails that you almost kill someone with it. No, it could just be like a small, uh, you know, a bottle rocket. Yeah. You could be standing in a field, you and your friend, you guys are, you know, 100 yards away from each other. The bottle rocket is pointed to the left. You're on the right. Somehow the bottle rocket takes a sharp right Mm -hmm. and flies at you. It's like unavoidable. If you mess with fireworks, you will burn yourself. Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I don't know what I don't know what the I guess you should be a professional. Right. When you're using it, not just someone who's like, I can light a (laughs) I can light a candle. I can set off this fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no problem. Yes, because that's all it takes. That's what pyrotechnics is. The people who work at Disney World and the people who work in, you know, the film and television industry, they're just people who know how to light, how to light a yeah, match. Yeah, if you can light a match, you can set off fireworks, sure. Can you imagine? That would be the slogan. Can you light a match? <laughs> These fireworks are for you. But yeah, but back to the, the jet pack thing. I'm fascinated by this now. Yeah, we'll see um, if he comes back. He's already been out twice. Does this, does this person have a hashtag yet? Or? I don't know. I don't know. Twitter well, account? When we, find out, when we find out who this person is or persons, yeah. um, we'll we're going to break this case wide open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, China Air, for partnering with us on this. Right. You guys shouted out, we investigate. That's right. Bizarre. That I, I would be terrified to be 6,000 feet up just with... Um, you know, of course, I'm imagining just like a backpack with some flames shooting out you know, of it. I'm sure it was more sophisticated. I wonder if it's like David Blaine, you know, because I we reported on him using. I will swat him out of the sky so fast. Well, he did the the the, the stunt with the helium balloons where he went up in the air. True. So I'm wondering if oh, is he? But he doesn't to- do he doesn't do anything without either ruining his brother's day or a lot of cameras around. Yeah. But still he could be practicing like for some, an yeah, maybe, maybe his brother is about to have like, you know, his brother's wife is about to have twins and David Blaine's got to, he's got to get something together really quick. Got to put something together. She's in her second trimester. Yeah. He doesn't have time. The <laughs> time is running out for David Blaine and his, like he didn't know if the jetpack was even ready. He was like, you know, I'll take a chance. All right. Got to get this these, working. These kids are coming out. <laughs> You know, they're coming out like December, December 3rd. I bet you what he's going to do is he's going to try to board a plane in the air and fly. Without the plane? No, fly up to the plane while it's in flight with his jetpack, and then get on the plane. I would like that there would be a really snippety like steward up there who's like, nope, not getting on. Yeah. Sir? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yes. Do you have a ticket, sir? I think that's going to be his stunt and we're all going to watch. So he's going to um, perform the extremely important task of boarding a plane while it's in flight. Yes. I think that's going to be his thing. I think he's going to write something. He's going to write something? Oh, in the sky? Yeah, he's going to write like, you know, like David Blaine is hard AF or something. (laughs) Like, screw Chris Blaine. David Blaine's where it's at. (laughs) 
that's how I feel about David Blaine. I don't know any, I don't know very much about him. But some people, and it doesn't happen very often, there's just some celebrities that I'm like, you know what? Absolutely not. And he's one of them for you? He's one of them. I don't know why. He didn't do anything to me. And it's nothing. You can't even put your finger on it. You're just No, and I love magic. But for David Blaine, I'm like, no and no, <laughs> sir. Pass. You can go over there with Sarah, Jessica Parker. Oh, the two of them and have a, have a, have a, have a, Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.